All right, everyone, welcome to Backyard Bets. I'm Jacob Brown, joined by Tyler Fabian. We took a week off. There was something called Hurricane Ian that came through that uh, that distracted us a little bit, uh, but now we are back. And, and first off, we want to uh, pay respects uh, to all the victims that were affected. Uh, I know people that um, that dealt with this situation, uh, people up in Fort Myers, people all across Florida, really, and uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by Hurricane Ian. The Tampa Bay Bucks did a tremendous ceremony uh, during Sunday night football as well. So I, I love seeing them do that um, and, and honor the first responders too. Um, you know, those people going out to save people's lives, we owe it all to them. So, uh, but we did take two weeks off because of that. We are back today. And uh, Tyler, you know, we started this season, we, we were like, we, we, you specifically, we need to have a bold pick to start this year, you know, and, and, and we're on week five now, week six. Jayhawk watch is still going strong. They are undefeated five and zero, and now they are ranked college football team officially today in the AP ranking. So, uh, and now game day is going to be there this week, Tyler, uh, how have the last two weeks been for you? And uh, how about them Jayhawks? Uh, last two weeks, um, you know, been up and down, you know, personally, just the hurricane, everything coming by my thoughts and prayers are out everyone there too. I know here in Tampa, we're very lucky that, you didn't get hit by anything major. Um, most of Tampa didn't. But still, my thoughts and prayers are out with everyone. I do know people affected as well. Um, last two week-wise, betting-wise, um, I think two weeks ago was an all right week. I know Texas kind of screwed me on a parlay, getting upset at home or on the road. Honestly, it's been two weeks. I don't really remember. Yep, and then, uh, last, yeah, and then last week, uh, this weekend, or I should say, the previous one, I did pretty well. Hit some pretty good uh, parlays. Hit some good um, up and down bets. But yeah, let's just focus on Jayhawk Watch. Um, I think it's a week too late that they're ranked, but I'm glad that they're finally ranked. They're in top ten as in uh, strength of schedule played so far this year. They're one of the top offenses in the country, uh, efficiency wise and scoring. Um, I'm definitely glad they are ranked. They deserve College Game Day. I've been stressing that for the last two weeks. Is like. If they win and they keep hosting these good teams coming into town, why are they not getting it? I, you know, I'm so glad they get it first time they get it for college game day. I know there's some good matchups still this weekend, but if anyone deserves it, it is the Kansas Jayhawks against TCU. And TCU did just upset Oklahoma, um, kind of ruins Oklahoma's season completely. TCU looks like a good contender out in the Big 12. So I'm definitely happy for them. Well, th this weekend, and this can kind of segue into something I wanted to talk about with the Big 12, but – uh, it, you know, the conference, you look at the teams that are leaving Texas and Oklahoma, that leaves a big gap, but you see a team like Kansas, you see TCU, you see Kansas state, you see Baylor, you see Oklahoma state. Then you factor in the four teams that are going to be added. BYU has been ranked all year. Cincinnati's ranked again. The big 12 might not be as bad as we think. And it's also pretty weird seeing Kansas and Kentucky, two basketball schools getting up there in football now. And, you know, we made this prediction earlier in the year. I don't think we ever would have guessed Kansas would have one of the top offenses in college football uh, and to go on top of everything else. So game day absolutely deserved for them. And they did deserve it the week before. We talked on Strictly Sports last week about how these rankings are turning into almost a power ranking system more than anything. Uh, you know, undefeated teams up here. Then you, once you have a loss, you're in this category. And it's just, you know, favoritism at that point. There were a few teams that were out last week that should have been in. So, uh, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. So, 
Yeah, the AP rankings came out today. USC's at number six. That's a little bit too high. You have Tennessee at number eight, Oklahoma State at number seven. Then Kentucky lost. They're uh, they're put a little bit back. I think they're at number eleven. Then you have Ole Miss at number nine after beating Kentucky. So uh, SEC getting some real representation this year. Uh, you know, going into the year, you thought it would be A and M and Arkansas. They've kind of blown it already. And now you've got this new crop of SEC teams that are ready to take over this year. And you even got LSU sneaking in there at, at four and one at this point. So uh, what do you think about the rankings, the Big 12, the SEC, all that? Well, ranking wise, I know that we're asking about Big 12, but ranking wise, USC, I think, is way too high. The rankings are supposed to reflect who can play each other and at that level. Who has USC played this year? No one. Who are they supposed to play this year? pretty much no one so essentially they're going to have a 10 to maybe 11 and one maybe a nine and three season and everyone's going to hype them up i definitely think they have good talent out there they're going to be really good they got lincoln riley as their head coach and they're proven to be good but they're not a number six country six team in this country alabama would smack them i think ohio state would smack them georgia would smack them Clemson would smack them. And these are the teams that they would be playing and that they should be competing with on wait, a regular well, basis. Wait, wait, to the rankings. wait a second. W would Michigan? I didn't skip Michigan. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Michigan right now. I don't know if they're even top five in the country. I think they're a top 10 team, but I don't know if they're up there because their offense just really hasn't truly impressed me. It did impress me a little bit more last week, and they, they held their own against Iowa's defense, but you look at Iowa's offense. They have no offense. It's so depressing. It's, it's, it's three plays, and here you go. Here's the football back. So at some point, you're going to have breakdowns on defense due to that, especially when you play a good team like Michigan. So I, I, I really don't know how I feel about Michigan at this point in the year, if they're really this good or if they're really an all right team. I just don't. But ranking-wise, Big 12, I am excited for the Big 12. I'm disappointed in Oklahoma. They lost two games in a row. They usually don't. Brett Benevels was brought in for the sole purpose of improving that defense. That defense was torched in the first quarter against TCU last weekend. Pathetic. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, now they're out of the top 25, and they should be. I mean, it, and it's funny, too, because Colin Cowherd said before the Kansas State game with Joel Klatt, he said – they're my number two team in the country. They look like the second best team in the country. And then uh, they have these two weeks, man, that's a uh, quite the difference, but yeah, now we're going to go into our picks for this week. And um, I, I quite frankly, usually I look ahead when I'm watching week five games. I'm like, what am I getting next week? But I haven't really looked through it to be quite frank with you, but there's some good matchups as I'm just scrolling through. I mean, you got uh, Tennessee LSU, you've got TCU and Kansas uh, which that's the game day matchup. Now you've got Auburn and Georgia, which we're looking at how Georgia played Mizzou. Is that a game we have to actually watch now? Uh, you know, Texas tech and Oklahoma state. Listen, we were all hyped about Texas. Now Texas tech's got to go play Oklahoma state and they beat Texas. So this is not a, this could be a trap game for Oklahoma state. Then you've got Utah against the now ranked UCLA. So see how that works when they want to make a game, higher ratings, they'll, they'll now rank UCLA. Uh, you know, so now they're number 18 in the country. Uh, other than that, Ohio State and Michigan State, I'm sorry, Tyler. Uh, it, you know, it might not go too well because the season's not going too well uh, at Michigan State. Ole Miss and Vanderbilt, eh, not that great of a game. Uh, you got Clemson and Boston College, Washington State, USC, which this could be a trap game for USC, thinking that they have this game in the bag. 
uh, BYU at Notre Dame doesn't really have implications for the playoffs. Then you got AM at Bama. Uh, other than that, not much else uh, out there. I mean, yeah, I guess you could say Oregon State and Stanford if you want to consider Oregon State, but they got two losses. So uh, not really in it there. So what are you looking at this week? We also got uh, SMU and UCF Wednesday night football this week. Um, just as, just so you, people don't think I uh, stay away from it. We haven't been on the pod in two weeks, so it's been kind of hard to kind of recap on it. But Michigan State, I am very disappointed in their defense. Um, Mel Tucker and the coaching staff keeps coming out and saying it's discipline and player personnel. At the end of the day, I believe it's scheme. The scheme is not holding up. There's been no improvements on the defensive end since last year when they got blown out against Ohio State. And that's what I expect to happen again this weekend. Their defense and the cornerbacks are, are – it's it's not good. Um, I don't like some of our offensive play calling. It's third and four, and what do we decide to do? Run the football. Third and nine, what are we doing? Their yard out routes. i just very disappointed in some of the play calling and the schemes overall. That translates into my pick of I'm taking Ohio State this weekend. I just have no faith. But – So, I mean, are you, you, you know, bet that game, you're going to bet the – um, so my rule of thumb is don't bet against your own teams. Yeah. So technically I'm not going to bet it, but I, I just, I see Ohio state going in and absolutely killing them. I, I mean, mean the Maryland put up a bunch of points against them. Well, I, I, I like it personally for Ohio state. Oh man. Maryland, Maryland picked apart our, our defense. I mean, we stayed in that game for most of it. The defense kind of looked a little good, but Minnesota absolutely had their way with us and they had no pass attack. So and they lost. That was a home game. So, yeah. Yeah. They they're they're going to lose. Purdue, right. It's they they lost to Purdue, played FAU relatively close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not good. Yeah. Not good. But uh, uh, start with your first game, though. What? What's your uh, one of your first picks? Um. So. I know we're kind of want to talk about some of the higher games, but since we're kind of on the trend of teams that have disappointed, Texas A&M, Ooh. absolute disappointment. Where's offense? Let's send out a search party for that offense. I'm taking Alabama with the line at 24 points. Alabama's going to kill them. Um, Alabama had their way with Arkansas last weekend. The scoreboard reflects a little bit differently, but it does. Arkansas was pretty much dominated by Alabama, and they only got back into it because of some trick plays, some just – Bad, poor, you know, falling asleep a little bit. That onside kick, um, A&M, I have no hope for them. It is at home for Alabama. And what did we say a few weeks ago? You take Saban against the spread, playing Saban on the spread this weekend. Yeah, no, I mean, that's uh, that's quite the line. But you just said, I mean, look how they played Arkansas. And, you know, I – AM's just been so disappointing this season. Uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher just totally underwhelming, especially when you've got an Ole Miss 5-0 and sitting in there with Lane Kiffin, and they're just doing it. And, and Tennessee that looks better than you and Kentucky that looks better than you. You were supposed to be better than all those teams. You are supposed to be number three in the pack in the SEC this year. Now they're like, I don't know, what, seventh, eighth? I mean, they, they've fallen in the rankings of the SEC. So pretty crazy there. Uh, what's your next pick? Uh, so now we'll get into kind of some of these hype games that we were talking about. Tennessee at LSU. You kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier with LSU being 4-1 and one and good. I've watched them. They're a quarterback. 
I don't know how he's a quarterback. I think he's <laughs> misinterpreted the quarterback position with running back. He threw like 100 yards last game against Auburn. They're oh, Justin Fields, yeah. Um, Justin Fields in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm taking Tennessee at that line at two and a half. I know it is at LSU, um, but it is a, a noon game. It's not a night game. Big difference. The crowd will still be into it because it is Death Valley for LSU, but I'm taking Tennessee. I have a little bit more faith they're going to open them up a little bit, and LSU's offense can't hang. Tennessee's legit. I, their quarterback is impressive to me. I love watching him play. He's got the arm. He's got the legs. Um, you know, so I love watching dual threat quarterbacks. So obviously you look at the quarterback matchup and it's advantage Tennessee. I also love pulling for Tennessee. You know, my time at Forest City, Angus, big Tennessee fan, Phil Dangle, big Tennessee fan. They live right near the stadium, uh, uh, Sabrina as well. So I know a ton of people that went to Tennessee and love it. So uh, I'm pulling for them just because of that. But they're they're just a good, impressive team this year. And I think they're going to win because of that. And their defense has has been there for them in key times. I mean, Florida, you can say what you want about Florida. I think they can still score points, though. And they also have a dual-threat quarterback. They were able to hold Florida down enough. They, they didn't shut them down, but they were able to separate the score enough and keep them down. It was one of those games where – uh, you know, the score is quote unquote close, but it was really a, kind of a blowout feel type of game. And, and so Tennessee's just an impressive team in general. I like that game. I, yeah, I totally agree with you on that Florida analysis. The only analysis I have for this game as to why LSU would win is if Tennessee's looking ahead to next week when they play Alabama. That's the only reason I see them drop in this game. But LSU it's has enough to like to provide for me that really. Sorry, what was that? No, I think that's usually the case. But, you know, in this sense, you're facing a guy, you know you're, the head coach is good at LSU. You know what you're getting in the stadium. Like, you, you know you have to – it's not a normal trap game like they're going to Mizzou like Georgia did. This is one where you still got to focus too. Yeah, exactly, because you are in Death Valley. But yeah, that, that kind of wraps up my pick for that one. Another big game that you kind of mentioned with ratings and hype and everything is Utah at UCLA. Um, I know I have this rule I mentioned on the pod recently. I don't buy into the hype of my 12 teams. <laughs> don't do it. I'm not a big fan of Utah. They, they have controlled uh, every game they played since week one in that loss against Florida. But they also gave up 30 points like 29 to be exact against Florida without a passing touchdown. UCLA has a passing attack. They have a good offense. I uh, know Utah's favored by four and a half. I'm going to take the team here at UCLA to cover that four and a half, and I could even see UCLA winning this game. Ooh, man. You know, this would obvi- this would end Utah's season. They already have a loss, so they know that they have to win this game. So does UCLA. And UCLA, you know, there's all this hype about USC. I know I made the joke that, you know, for ratings, they put UCLA. They're undefeated, so they deserve it 100%. And with them moving out to the Big Ten, they kind of need to have the same type of momentum that USC does going to the Big Ten. I mean, you know, it's been murky in UCLA for a long time. They have not been competitive in quite some time, even for Pac-12 championships. So uh, this is a big game for the school. It's a home game. Uh, I still think Utah wins. I still think they win, but 
I think I agree with you with UCLA covering. I don't think they win by four and a half. This is one of those comes down the last second. Utah's on the road. This is a tough game. Uh, you know, that stadium is going to be rocking. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you to cover, but I still think Utah will pull it out and win. Yeah, and um, I, I don't know. I just – I'm trying to avoid Pac-12. I just – I like UCLA. They've been controlling. They have, have a really good offense. They got the Chip Kelly offense in full in effect. Also, I'm a little bit into this because I want UCLA to be good this year so they can, you know, go on and have some better matchups throughout the year because I'm not so high on Utah. But that's kind of my analysis there as to why I'm taking UCLA. So it is a little bit more personal as well. But another game I have that you also mentioned too earlier was that BYU at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored by three and a half. Um, Don't I'm like actually taking all. Notre Dame here. I'm taking Notre Dame here um, just because BYU – their best win this year was against Baylor, who I think is a little bit overrated, and they went to overtime against Baylor. On the road, they were absolutely blown out against Oregon, 41-20. to 20. They are on the road this weekend at Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame has the greatest offense, but I definitely think they got more into a rhythm on the last two, two weeks. I think Notre Dame is going to win this game. I'm not touching that one. That one's that that to me is, you know, Notre Dame, they did play well against North Carolina. I like that game for them a lot. Their offense started moving the ball. Their defense didn't look that great throughout that game. They, they got stops later and the game started, started to be more towards Notre Dame, but they were they were giving up some big plays to North Carolina. So I don't know, but you make a point. I mean, BYU doesn't exactly play the uh, the the uh, cream of the crux in college football. So uh, another game here that I saw that I don't know if you'll have. Uh, just caught my eye. Florida State at NC State, the line minus three and a half NC State coming off the loss to Clemson, Florida State coming off the loss to Wake Forest. This is important. I mean, both teams are four and one here. They still have chances to compete for that ACC title. Would you touch that game? What do you think? Personally, I'm not touching this game. Just for the sole instance of NC State was supposed to have this really high-powered pass attack, this great offense. Um, I don't know if you watched the Wake Forest-Clemson game. They don't have a single cornerback on Wake, on Clemson. I, the, the cornerbacks looked good against NC State, and they're not good. They were exposed the entire game against Wake Forest. So I, I, I don't know what I, how I feel about NC State. However, I do know that NC State usually does always beat and ups, get that upset feel to a consistently beating Florida State. Florida State did lose to Wake Forest last weekend. I felt like they, they kind of got a little killed in that a little bit, in a sense. I, I don't know how – I still don't know how I'm feeling about Florida State. I definitely think they're, they're backing away in a competitive edge of four type season. Yeah, I, I know that they're back in a competitive edge for eight and four type deal, but – I just – I don't trust either team, so I'm not touching it. All right, what about it? Do you got any other college picks? Uh, yeah, we'll kind of circle into my North Carolina one. And then uh, North Carolina is at Miami this weekend. Oh. Uh, we kind of were discussing it a little bit earlier, but I like North Carolina. This is a personal thing. I always ride North Carolina. I'm actually wearing a North Carolina shirt right now as we're recording this pod. Oh, yeah. But North Carolina has a great offense. They have Duke May. Um, I don't know, going into that last game, he had thrown 16 touchdowns in the last first couple of weeks. Wow. They have a great offensive pass attack. 
Miami, I've never been high on. I know you know that. Never have. I don't think I ever will. I give them respect when it comes around. But I believe a little bit more in North Carolina. This is a team I personally have been riding, basketball, football for a while. So I'm riding this one personally. That's why. I don't understand how Miami's favored in this game. They, they lost to Mid-Tennessee. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, I think it's just because they're at home, but I, I'm personally uh, – That didn't mean take shit them. two weeks ago. That I, uh, I mean, if, <laughs> that might be the pick of the week right there. Yeah, this kind of wraps up my uh, college ones. I usually get a lot more college ones as the week goes on, as you know, because we do record this earlier in the week. So I, I get a little bit more time to get my feels out for the entire week and create a little bit more bets towards the end of the week. But that kind of wraps up my college for right now. All righty. Let's shift in then to the NFL. Um, we're recording this on Monday night. This will come out after that. Monday night football is tonight. We're not really going to talk about it, but it is Rams 49ers. All I'll do is give a pick. I think the Rams will win because the 49ers can't score. Um, but the 49ers defense top five in the league, we'll see how they do. Um, we're going to do a review of the last week of the NFL and a preview in terms of picking the games on strictly sports. So I'm not going to go game to game what happened last week. We're more going to focus on this week and what games we like uh, and what we want to bet. So we got Thursday night football on Amazon Prime Video, it's Colts at Broncos. The line is minus three and a half Broncos after they're coming off the loss to the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. The Colts just lost to the Titans at home. The Colts have been incredibly underwhelming this year. I actually like this line. Uh, the reason why, I get that Denver cannot score. Uh, they've had a problem with that this year. Nathaniel Hackett already kind of on the hot seat. The reason why is because Denver's defense is still top five. And when you've got an offense in Indianapolis that has not really been able to score the ball much other than a really fluky game against the Chiefs where they got field position off fluky plays, uh, Jonathan Taylor hasn't really done much this year. Michael Pittman's been up and down. They don't really have a second wideout threat that you're scared of. Matt Ryan has been bottom five uh, in, in quarterback rankings in, in the main categories in the NFL this year. So he, I mean, you're, you're talking about last year, had a great year relatively to what his team was and now all the way down uh, into the bottom five in stats for Matt Ryan. So I get it. Russell Wilson, you can hop on him all you want. His QBR was still 124 last week. So he was, you still saw glimpses of him. He had a few deep balls last week. It's at home for Denver. Usually I wouldn't touch a game when you've got two teams that are equally struggling, but I still like the line for Denver at minus three and a half. Um, I don't think Russell's the, really the problem. I definitely don't. I think he's doing playing pretty well. I think Denver's not doing awful. They have a d good defense. It's just converting it to, like you were saying, into points. They are driving the football. They are moving the football. So the offense is really not a concern to me. It's scoring touchdowns. That's what I think is going to actually convert into this game. I think they're finally going to start breaking out a little bit. Uh, Denver finally broke the 20-point ceiling last weekend um, against, you know, against the Raiders, who I think are kind of a decent, all right, bottom-tier team. But yeah. I, I expect this I, – I expect them to win this game. Actually, I'm kind of looking at the over-under this game of 43-and-a-half. If Jonathan Taylor is not playing because of that injury, I'm taking the under. If Jonathan Taylor is playing, I'm going to take the over, and that's just because I think that – just because I think – 
you know, the Colts will score about 10, 14 points possibly. But I don't, I don't really see this being a great game, honestly, a great watch. No, and another thing to mention in terms of if you're going to pick this game, Javante Williams starting running back for the Broncos, torn ACL and a torn LCL uh, and a posterior lateral corner. So that that's three injuries at once. He's out for the year. Uh, hopefully he gets better and is back next season. But now it's Melvin Gordon back there who's old. So th- unless they make a trade, that running game vastly different for Denver now. And they're already – What's their identity on offense? Are we going to get let Russell do his thing? Or is this Nathaniel Hackett system? They haven't been able to figure that out. And now you don't have a running back. So that could factor into today too. And let's not sleep on the Colts defense because Shaq Leonard's back. He did exit last game, but you know, the Colts still have a top five defense type of team. They just haven't played up to that this year. So uh, I still would pick Denver though, but that's Thursday night football on prime video. Uh, then, Giants at Packers. Normally, I wouldn't touch a game with this type of line. It is a London game. The line is minus eight Green Bay, 9.30 a.m. on NFL Network on Sunday. It looks like Daniel Jones likely not to play. It looks like Terod Taylor may have got a concussion in the few moments that he played, which means the Giants may have to go with a third-string quarterback against the Green Bay Packers. I get it. They only won an overtime by a field goal against the New England Patriots. And they were playing Zappy, and they and he was a third string quarterback. I understand that, but this is different. The Packers A would know they're playing against a third string quarterback, and B, the Giants do not have the defense that the New England Patriots have. Uh, even though the Patriots might not have that high personnel anymore, it will always be Bill Belichick's defense, and you always have to play against that. The Giants don't have that at all. Um, they have a development of that. Thibodeau has been nice. And by the way, I do want to correct something. Uh, that I said two weeks ago on the pod, you asked me, what do you think of Thibodeau? And I gave a legitimate answer as if I had watched him play. It was total bullshit because I hadn't seen him once. I wanted to act like I had seen him. He was injured uh, up until uh, two weeks ago. So I I gave some BS answer on the pod. Like, oh yeah, he looks good. I haven't really seen him that much though. Uh, But now I have seen him play and he looks damn good. But other than that, I don't have confidence in, in, in the Giants defense. I think the Packers will blow out my Giants. Um, I'm personally not, I have no interest in that game. I'm staying away from it. You're not waking up for that? I mean, I will probably be on while I drink some coffee, but I have no interest in that game. Dude, Packers looked like a hot mess last weekend. Um, I, I'm personally going to avoid it, but I, I, I think the line is just crazy at eight. I do see that Green Bay is going to have a bounce back week. Usually Aaron does have a bounce back week after a poor performance from the week before win or loss um so i could see them covering this but i could also see the giants kind of showing up because it is in london just that time difference the sleep and it just being a close game even though it's not type feel so that's why i'm not touching this game all right my next pick here i got chargers browns lines at minus three chargers hammer it i told you cleveland against atlanta minus one they lost to the falcons i mean come on i get it you got jacoby Brissett. But the Browns roster, even without Miles Garrett yesterday, blows away Atlanta. And that was just disappointing. They've already lost to the Jets at home. Herbert looked better against the Texans. I'm taking Chargers all day. Uh, I agree. I'm going to take the Chargers on this one. Two, um, Herbert does look a lot better. He looks a lot more healthier. Um, I know we are kind of talking about Atlanta, so I, I don't see much disagreement in this game. So I'm going to actually switch over to my Atlanta game for against the Bucs. 
um, similar thing as to um, similar thing as to, you know Denver they going they were struggling and scoring some points they finally started cracking the code and hit some shots last weekend. The offense in the last four weeks has not seen any consistent faces at wide receiver. They've had different wide receivers almost every single week for Brady to throw to. Going into this week, again, we do record this at the beginning of this week. We all know how the injury report has gone for the Bucs this year. It's going to change, but they do actually look like they're going to have a full wide receiver core at the end of this week for the game. They always play Atlanta close, or they always sleepwalk Atlanta. Atlanta has played some very close games this week. That line at eight, I think, I think is crazy. I'm taking Atlanta at that line at eight. I'm not touching that. I mean, Brady still threw 358 yards and three or four touchdowns last night. I mean, it's not like uh, he was bad offensively. No, that was my, my kind of my point is like they finally cracked the code to score, which is great. But like, you're not usually going to blow out Atlanta. And usually when they get up, you know, something crazy on them, like 28 nothing or 28 7. They fall asleep, and then they bring them back into the game. Atlanta gets into it technically. That they're, they're known yeah. for that. I'm just thinking back to recover can get screwed on that. Or, but I do expect the Bucks to win this game. I actually really like the over of 48 a lot more than I really like the line at eight, just because the Bucks do score usually a lot of points against Atlanta, and Atlanta can score points. Give me your next one. Okay, my next one is Tennessee at Washington. Mm-hmm. So, Tennessee is favored by two and a half. I don't like Washington. I don't think they're good. I think we can agree on that. I don't know what I have out of Tennessee, though, yet. I really don't. Are they good? Really still don't have a feel for this team. But I am going to take Tennessee at two and a half. I don't think Washington is good at all. You know, like your explainer is why I won't pick it because we don't know what either team is technically. Washington's an interesting case because if they had a good offensive line, I actually think they could be a decent team. They've got weapons. Carson Wentz has played well when he's not being hit to the ground every every fucking play. So they have weapons, but Tennessee's defense has been Swiss cheese for two years. It's starting to be exposed, but they did beat the Colts. So I'd probably to her point. I'd probably agree with you. To her point, who are the Colts? Who are the Colts? I literally yeah. have a question mark next to this one. This this could literally change by the end of this week. I just looked at it and I was like, that's a two and a half point line. I kind of like that. Yeah. I like when it's below that three point mark, and I could see Tennessee winning this game. That's you, that's kind of why I like it. I, but I, I also could see Washington. It's it's just it's a question mark game, but that's where I'm at. All right, you got another one? I do have another one, actually. Um, 49ers at Panthers. I think the Carolina is completely trash. I think that, you know, they are not good at all. I like the 49ers defense in this game. Baker Mayfield has not been that impressive going into this year, uh, the season. I'm going to take San Francisco. I know the five points is a lot for San Francisco because they don't have much of an offense. But the Panthers are not good. They have a hard time moving the ball, hard time scoring, especially. And they lost to Carol. They lost to Arizona last weekend at home. It was awful. It's it's pitiful that that team right now. So I'm going to take Arizona. I mean San Francisco. I think they'll put up enough points to cover. 
Yeah, and Carolina was for some reason favored against Arizona going into the game uh, by one, and Arizona walked in there and beat them. And and I don't even think it's an instance of Carolina's defense isn't good because they've drafted really well and they've got some nice pieces. Baker's just not good. And I saw a segment today on the herd. Sam Darnold was better with the Panthers than Baker Mayfield has been uh, through his stretch of games. So you can complain about Sam Darnold, Carolina, but you know, Baker Mayfield is not the guy. And, you know, he, his future in the NFL is just crumbling. He's going to be a, I don't even know, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'll go to your team, be a backup, maybe type guy, or he just might, you know, he'll just be a second, third string guy after this. This is not a good run for him in Carolina. Yeah. And it's, it's not looking good for him. This is more so one of those things of, I know who Jimmy G is. We've seen that sample size with San Francisco. So I know what he is coming in and taking over for Trey Lance. I don't expect him to win tonight against the Rams. But I also, what I've seen out of the Baker Mayfield Carolina is nothing. It's garbage. So as soon as they, until they can prove that wrong, that they're good, I'm taking the 49ers on this. All right. This one, you might think I'm a little, you know, a little uh, crazy, but. Lions at Pats, Lions minus three, Pats in New England. I think the Lions will cover. I saw this game. I had the same reaction to you. <laughs> but just like you kind of are like, I'm going to avoid that Tennessee game. I have question marks on it for mine. Uh... I'm going to give you the same thing back to you. But I do kind of agree with you that, like, I could actually see – and this, this is, I really don't want to say this on a podcast where it's recorded, but I can see the Lions winning this game. I, honestly, they score points. They do. They do. And what is the offense of, uh, you know, the Patriots? Non-existent. Myers is out right now. I mean, it's not, it's not pretty third string quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I could totally see Dan Campbell and, and such a Dan Campbell thing to do, right? He prides his team on grit, go on the road be defense first, Bill Belichick. That's grit, right? That's the definition of grit. Yeah, I, I I'm just not touching it. But I, I, I actually am tuning into that game because I, I think that you know that is a good game for the Lions and a good spread for them as well. Absolutely. And then uh, this one, you might think I'm crazy too. This is my last personal pick. I'm not really, uh, I'm not touching Bengals Ravens because the Ravens have a good defense. The Ravens get up on teams. The Ravens have choked twice as well. How do you bet on that? Like, I, you cannot bet on a team that's now choked twice at home when you're facing a team that just went to the Super Bowl. They're both two and two. They're both in the same division. They play each other twice. They both need this game equally. I can't bet that game. It's too tough. Eagles, Cardinals, I wanted to hammer the Eagles minus five. I could not. Uh, you know, I don't like Arizona. No, you know, I don't. But – Kyler, no matter what the score is, his second halves are good, and he just runs all over the place in the second half and makes games close somehow. He just kind of is magic that way. Even if his team's out of it, he'll still make some dipsy doodle play, chew off clock, score some touchdowns, make it close. That's why I couldn't go there. I'm not touching Cowboys, Rams either, but I'm going to go. Jets over the Dolphins. They are going to beat them this week. Prayers out to Tua. That was horrific to watch. Terrible. But Bridgewater against the Jets, I don't like it. The Jets just had a comeback win against the Steelers on the road. Zach Wilson looked 
great. I loved how his arm looked. He was five for five with 50-something yards. Bryce Hall looks good. He's got Michael Carter back there, too. So he's got two running backs. He's got two or three receivers, a legit tight end. Robert Saul is pumped up. I like this game for the Jets. I think it's a very bold one. Um, I, I'm not touching this. It's I understand. I, I know we're in week five, and we should, and we should understand how what some of these teams are already. And getting four games is a sample size, but with Tua being out, I don't know what Miami is. I thought they were a fake three and O team. We were proven right on that, but just I don't know what this is going to be in Miami. The Jets, I don't know. It, I have, you know, the past few seasons, I understand that game. I definitely think that is a bold game of yours, but to kind of, you know, let you know my last one then is I am avoiding the, that car, the Bengals and Ravens game. It's the same scenario. Of, I don't really know what these teams are. I don't trust them yet. Um, the Ravens have a defense and then they don't have a defense. The Bengals look like they're finally getting back on track as to where they're supposed to be this season. But I'm not touching it because I don't I don't trust them yet. The Eagles, Cardinals. The Eagles are 4-0. And as we all know in the NFL, any professional team can show up and beat you. I'm not touching this game. But I want to put on a pod out there in recording. Because Arizona is at home and there's always an upset that is absurd in the NFL, I would not be shocked if Arizona won this game. I think Philadelphia is a lot better than them, for sure. But I wouldn't be shocked if Arizona actually won that game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I could see that being the up, an upset of the week. That's why I'm not touching it. Now, I know you kind of mentioned this game. This is my last one. Dallas at Rams. I think Dallas has actually not been too bad with Cooper Rush being a quarterback. But I like the Rams. Dallas has had a good defense that's keeping them in this game, and it's helping Cooper Rush at quarterback, and it's helping that offense kind of perform. They're getting in more, more into it, but I like it. I'm hammering that line. I like the Rams. I think their offense is too good. They're, I think tonight they're going to have a very close but winnable game with 49ers. They're going to come off that with a lot of confidence, and they're going to go yeah, home, and they're going to be All right, so we just had a little tech issue there, but Tyler's back online. But we do actually have less than a minute left here on the pod. But this was a great pod this week. We got our picks in. We're going to have Strictly Sports later this week, Strictly Baseball Playoff Edition this week when the regular season ends. Strictly Hockey we uploaded last week, previewing the new season, which is starting next week. Check us out on Twitter at Strictly Sports B, Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. For Tyler, I'm Jacob. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Have a good week.